0: Hi there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. I want to do kind of, a, it's a little bit different for a message time, um, but really kind of a vision update, kind of letting you in on some plans that we have in motion and, uh, and that are just beginning to be put in motion. Um, so we'll be kind of talking about that a little bit. Uh, the vision for Thrive is really, it can be summed up in our name. I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much what we're after. We're after, um, we want to be a church that really helps every person connect to God in such a way that it transforms their life and they, they thrive, they, they, they uh, experience the greatness and uh, potential that God has for them in every single area of life. It's not just about your spiritual life. This idea of thriving is supposed to affect every part of you, every part of, of your being, every part of your, your world. So um, that's what we're after. Uh, but actually, we actually do have a mission and a vision statement. I haven't read them in a while, but I'll read them here this morning, just kind to give us some context but um our mission statement is this it's expanding god's kingdom by igniting transformation through vibrant growth individually and globally uh, we really after god transforming our lives uh, you can see the words in there the the, the the language that we're using is about his presence transforming us. It's encountering him at such a level that it changes us, right? You know, when Moses was up on the mountain, right? He was in the presence of God and he came down the mountain shining, like he had to cover his face with a veil. When he would meet with God in the tent of meeting, the same thing would happen. He would he would get just so filled with the, the, the light of God that he would reflect it afterwards and people it freaked people out. And scripture teaches us that we have a greater glory even than that. That we have that in Christ. So it may not physically affect our bodies all the time. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised someday if you see somebody shining glowing like that because uh uh, it's a sign and a wonder god likes to do things that kind of freak people out sometimes i don't know if you've ever seen that maybe you've already seen it i don't know but um i wouldn't be surprised but uh bottom line is that is what we're supposed to do uh because of his presence that, that lights us up that causes us to shine um isaiah talks about it um arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That was a prophetic statement about what would happen when Jesus came. Uh, Jesus, the light of the world. Uh, It actually talks about that in John chapter 1, which I'm not going to really read, but, you know, um, he was the light, the light that shines before all men. And it comes and that light when we when we are affected by that light, it causes us to reflect it. We're not the source of light, but we reflect the light of the world to the world around us. I just kind of got off on a whole tangent there. That's the mission statement. (laughs) And then the vision statement is a little bit longer, um, but it really kind of has a little bit more language that talks about some practicals or some things that we're doing about that. Um, And this is it. to create environments that empower people to discover their identity and purpose through encounters with God's presence and nature, surrounded by a healthy community as we demonstrate the gospel of Jesus to our neighbors, our city, and our world in supernatural and practical ways. It's our vision statement. Um, There's so much in there, I, I had to really like make myself read it instead of getting like taking these little sections and like Ah, exploding them because they're so good encounters with God's presence and that's something that I am so passionate about personally I am so passionate about uh, people encountering God I believe that that's the that's the starting place for the church becoming the church is for people to encounter God if we encounter him we are empowered to bring Christ to the world and they, uh, and, and we, can, we can reflect him and we can see people's lives changed and transformed because of that. So, um, so good. Um, It even has in there, surrounded by a healthy community, something we've been talking a lot about and we're probably going to hit a little bit of that more today. But um, then this last phrase and then I will move on, but it says, as we demonstrate the gospel of Jesus to our neighbors, um, demonstrate that the gospel actually was meant to be demonstrated Uh, the supernatural was made to be demonstrated. I mean, that's something that the church ought to walk in as if that's every day. That's not supposed to be like once in a while God shows up and does something outside the box. It's supposed to be our identity in Christ as we, uh, as sons that walk in the supernatural, those who follow him, signs and wonders follow them. That's what the scripture teaches us, right? Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. So, um Anyway, that is, is so good. We are uh, we are a community that's all about encountering the presence of God, interacting with the Father, having a real relationship with Jesus, fellowshipping and living with uh, in connection with the person of the Holy Spirit. Right. That's that's what we're about, and I know that this becomes very practical. That sounds all that sounds spiritual, like we connect with God and we love Jesus, and it's the Holy Spirit working in us. That sounds spiritual to some, but it's actually very practical and real. When you get down to on Monday morning, uh, maybe that's more for me than you, but Monday morning, I need Him. I need connection with God. Amen. I know you do too. But in, when we actually build our lives around the presence, we're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that the central part of who I am is connecting with God. Then we can't help but affect nations. I mean, we're just focused on connecting with God, but God's like dreaming through us, like I'm gonna, you're you're so filled with me, I'm gonna release it in the nations. Can't help but happen. We've talked about being a house of encounter. Uh, I I believe that we're to be a, a place that's known for crazy, amazing, powerful encounters with God. Like the kind of place that people come from everywhere to come and see it. Like what is happening there? I think it's supposed to happen all around all the world. I think the whole church, every church is supposed to carry that kind of presence. And I'm I'm not saying we have more or a better idea than everybody else. All I'm saying is I know that that's supposed to be what we carry. We're supposed to carry something that makes the hearts of every person who hears it tingle. They're supposed to say, I want what they have. Right? So we're pressing into that. We're pressing into worship. That's what it looks like a lot of times is worship in the presence. And you guys, I'm telling you, you guys are bringing the praise of God so powerfully. This morning, I was like, uh, I, I was like trying to back away from the microphone so I could hear you because there is such a powerful anointing uh, on your worship. <clears throat> and we experience the presence of God because we press in. You know, when. Uh, you know, there's there's worship movements where they have people, you know, dancing and painting and all this stuff going on. I love that whole thing. I wish, I wish we had all that going on here. It's kind of a little bit tight space, but, but um, but someday, right? I, I love that stuff. But um, you don't even need all that to encounter his presence. But man, I, I love what I love the feel of, of his presence coming in the room. And just uh, man, I, I'm after that. So I know you are too. You wouldn't be doing it with me, right? So um, the other, I mean, some other things that we're after. We're after healing. Uh, we want to see healing happen, um, uh, uh, not just physical healing. Although that's a, a big part of it uh, for me. I believe that that uh, if we look at Jesus's life and we see, like, okay, well, what did Jesus do? How am I, you know, what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? He went around healing all who were sick and freeing all who were oppressed. I mean, if we walk in in the same things that Jesus released over us, and he just modeled it for us, folks. He just showed us that's what it looks like to have the Holy Spirit on you. This is the lifestyle. This is what it's supposed to look like. Then we're going to see people healed in our uh, in our church services. We're going to see people healed in our workplaces, in the marketplace. Uh, some of it's just about positioning ourselves to actually release the supernatural. Um so I'm just going to get stuck on all these parts. I'm never going to get to the end. Uh, but they're, they're so good. <laughs> Some stuff here just stirs my heart. Uh, also, we really are after inner healing because we know that a lot of the work that God wants to do in us has to happen on the inside. We've been talking about that. Actually, I think God's been doing some inner healing uh, in, our, in us in our midst in the last uh, couple months. But just so thankful for that. We want to see a flow of the prophetic that is powerful. Um, and so you're, you're part of that prophetic class, right? You've been going to that. You, you and Farah too, right? Oh, well, darn that's not supposed to cause anything. We're going to get you healed. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we're pressing into the prophetic and Helen is, uh, is kind of our a prophetic voice that we have uh, connected with really sense of a calling of God on her life as, as a prophet. And so we're, we're just, you know, we're just loving sowing into her and seeing her grow there. But all of us can operate in the prophetic. Um, in fact, it, um, the prayer team, um, you know, you might want to just call them the prophetic team too, because they're just, they, that's what they release. Uh, they don't just, they don't just pray prayers like God, would you do this for this person? They're like, I, am seeing this happen in your life and then just pray into it. They'll see things and they just release it. It's powerful. We want to see the prophetic explode here. I mean, there's, um, we've always been a prophetic church. And I think that, that there's even more where we're going for for that to increase. And then you know other other things that the supernatural looks like is is stuff I can't describe. I mean, it, it's signs and wonders, things you would never guess, like um, you know somebody shining, like I mentioned, or or gold dust, or you know a cloud of glory filling the temple. You know, some of these things happen around us in different places. But uh, actually, we're called as a church to host a move of God, like our own. Like this is our, God showing up here and doing something that he's never done anywhere else. So I don't know what it's gonna look like. I can't promise you that that you'll all stand up through the whole worship service. Sometimes when God comes, people fall down. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, that's not my deal. I, I'm not trying to make that happen. But we love it when God shows up. I'm so after what it looks like when God shows up. And he's everywhere all the time. So what, what do we mean when we say God shows up? Uh, there's an increase. Uh, there's there's several, I mean, you know, one of the phrases you might say about it is the manifest presence of God. When the manifest presence of God comes into the room, um, all manifest means is that he shows up and you can tell that's all that means, right? You can tell when he's here, and and that's what we're after. Yeah. <laughs> were you wanting to say something, Fred? Now you're raising your hand like, a, okay, all right. I thought like maybe get some wisdom from this amazing man over here, but um, maybe that'll happen another time. <laughs> awesome. So we're after that. We're after the, the power and the presence of God, the supernatural release. So where are we at right now? I mean, what's, what is, if we're pressing into the vision, Where are we at right now? Um, If I were to describe it from my perspective, and I'm not saying my perspective is the only one or the best one, even, but just it's my perspective. But I would say that we're really right in the middle of just the first phase of Thrive's existence. Um, We are a just planted church. Um, I would say it like this Thrive is in its seed season. We've been planted in the ground. You may not see what's about to happen, but if you understood the power of what's in a seed, it's explosive. Uh, It's powerful. I mean, you don't plant a seed and have it grow and it produces a seed, right? That's not what happens. When you plant a seed, it grows, and what happens? You have fruit or some kind of produce that comes from it and in the produce, in the fruit are hundreds of seeds in some cases I mean it's it's a multiplying power It's something that's explosive. We actually believe, um, it sounds crazy when you look at the fact that we're all gathered here in this one little room of a house. It sounds crazy to think that we're in a growing season, but that's actually what we believe. We believe, as a leadership, we've talked about this uh, several times, but we believe we're in a growing season, I believe we're really poised to actually step into that season uh, of accelerated growth. So I think we're in a season where God is um, getting every member healthy. Uh, um, getting every person that is a part of what we're doing to a place of thriving in life. Every one of us. Um I believe God is putting the, together the team that's that is uh, that's going to show the full expression of his plans that doesn't happen overnight uh, but um, he's putting the he's putting the right people in and when I say the team I'm not talking about our leadership team I'm talking about our planting team which is all of us it's really every one of you has the, the opportunity to be a part of us planting this church and like I said, we're about to step into an accelerated growth season. I believe that strongly. And uh, we can look around us and see, well, I don't really see the signs of that. You know, as we transitioned from the city Gate building and we planted here and we uh, became uh, a church, really, we, uh, that's that's how our team, we look at it like that's when we started is when we got to the house. I mean, we had the name back, you know, almost a year before that, uh, but it was like it was in waiting. It was in process. And when we started here, uh, that's when we kind of look at uh, and point to that as the starting time. Um there have been people that have left that like felt like they couldn't see uh, being part of the vision. They felt like God was leading them off to another place, another church, um, and that's even continued to happen until recently. Uh, but so you know, all the all the visible signs look like well, we're actually shrinking in size. <laughs> Uh, we got a word recently about Gideon, and all of my life of ministry, I've actually hated the whole idea of Gideon. I'm just being totally honest with you. I love the story. The. the the Bible, the, the the end is a good story, but um, it's always just bugged me. I'm just can I be real about it for a minute? Just the whole story of Gideon just bugs me because it, it seems to be the excuse of every small church for staying small. Like I'm, we're just a Gideon church. Like I hate that. I think we're called to reach the world. We're called to bring transformation all around us. So we can't, we can't look like we're supposed to stay small. Now, obviously, if you read the whole story of Gideon, that's not actually what happens. Uh, But he does whittle it down to a a chosen few uh, that end up routing a huge army by doing pretty much nothing for one battle. 300, and then God added to them from other cities. And I remember, yeah, I've read, I've read the story, but thank you. That's right. You should, we should probably read it again. Um, God's intention isn't, uh, for Gideon, wasn't like, I'm going to make you really, really small so you can stay really, really small. God was, I'm going to make you really, really small so you have to trust in me. So that you know who you are when you step into the next part of that season, when you're going to be the leader, you're going to be the one who's going to lead my people, my whole nation forward. So I guess I like Gideon now. (laughs) The series of messages that I've been speaking about uh, building a healthy life is kind of what I've titled it. Um, But really... uh, highlights an important factor of what's happening in us right now as a church. Uh, it's, it's, it's a phase that's about establishing a group of believers who are after God's heart, after his presence, and who are also healthy in other aspects of their lives. It's not like, yeah, I, I connect with Jesus, but the rest of my life is just a mess, my relationships are a mess. My finances are a mess. That's not what we're looking for. God wants to transform those areas. So if you if you're if you feel broken in relationships and finances and other areas your uh, your work life, your home life, whatever that looks like, this is a season where God wants to uh, to to bring momentum into to transforming your life, to bringing wholeness and healing and health. Uh, Last week, I I was talking about healing wounds of the past, severing agreements with the enemy, breaking off lies that really bind us, that hold us back from uh, um, stepping into the the fullness of uh, of God's intention for us. Talked about healing from disheartenment. God, it was really a powerful time. I don't know what you guys all felt, but I felt like... I really came out of, uh, Sunday, uh, the service here feeling like we are going to have such a strong, healthy group of people as we're moving forward into the things that God has. I'm really convinced of it. Um, this whole idea of being healthy you know if we have all the supernatural stuff going on you know we've got people getting healed in their bodies we've got uh, prophecy happening and we've got uh, just an amazing uh, release of the power and the presence of God in the supernatural but if we have that without establishing a core of healed up empowered healthy people we will not be able to produce a thriving life that's sustainable it won't be able to be sustained, right? Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's like we've got to uh, uh, we've got to get healthy on the inside, because it, when we do, um, it's gonna it's gonna mix with the supernatural and it's gonna be sustainable. So, uh, so that healthy aspect is super super important. And That's what uh, we're after now. So I'll kind of sum up what we're after right now. Um, Um, We are, we're number one, pursuing the full measure of the supernatural culture, presence of God, healing, house of encounter. We're also focused on getting healthy in every aspect of our lives. So uh, if you've been like uh, in uh, struggling in any area, like that you have a long time uh, issue with sin, you have just an area of, uh, of weakness or brokenness in your life, this is a season where God is coming to partner with you, and, and there's going to be a, a grace released for you to get healthy and whole in that area. How many believe that? Right? Ought to excite us to like see momentum happening in our lives. I'm I'm excited about that personally. There's some there's some areas of my life that I'm like so ready for God to do something big, to to bring some shifts to to some regular, normal areas of my life, my health, my finances. I'm 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 actually expecting that he's gonna give answers to me for some of these areas, and I'm expecting him to do the same thing for you. Amen. Number three, uh, we're, we're getting really extremely clear on what we're doing and where we're going for the future of the vision. That's what, that's what we're working on right now. So those three things we're uh, pursuing the supernatural and the presence house of encounter. We're, we're pressing into getting healthy in every way. And thirdly, uh, getting clear on where we are and where we're going as a church, a vision, uh, what the, what that's looking like. So what's next? That's what we're, that's where we are right now. What's next? Um, One of the things that the Holy Spirit did on September twelfth, the day that Angie and I were fasting and praying and seeking the Lord, one of the things that He did is He He got me ready for our next steps. Talk a little bit about that. Um, To become completely honest, after the whole transition season that we went through. uh, shutting down City Gate Church starting our church starting Thrive moving out of the City Gate building I gotta tell you the, the real truth I was exhausted emotionally and physically both I mean I was just I was tired I, I was like God I, I don't think I can I don't think I can I don't know what I think I can do It. it wasn't much <laughs> I was totally tired, um, and, and really to cope with my own weariness, I had I'd fooled myself into believing that the transition season that we had just come through was the end of transition. I kind of say that with a little bit of a smile. I think I always knew that wasn't going to be it, but I I kind of had this idea like, well, all right, God, this is just this house. It's going to be it. You know, maybe we're going to conduct eight services a week here. I don't know. We'll grow into a church of 400 with, with, you know, multiple services six times a day, right? (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? But I was like, we're not going anywhere from here. Uh, and I was just, like I said, just kind of, uh, I'm, I'm being a little bit funny about that. It's not exactly how it was, but I felt uh, like, you know, getting here just took everything I had. Um, but what I've learned is that God was building up my capacity to, to be able to build the full expression of his heart for thrive. Um, he was increasing my capacity, and I, um, I just also believe he was doing the same for all of us, and he's doing that still. He's increasing our capacity to carry his presence and his glory and, and to, to carry the fullness of what Thrive is to our city. What we're seeing is not the full expression of what God sees. How many understand that? I mean, that's just like, a you could say that anytime, anywhere, all the time, because that is just a principle of how life works. God, uh, we can't see the full expression of what God sees. We can't see it, uh, but he leads us into more. He's always moving us forward. He goes He leads us from glory to glory. There's increase that is always a part of what God sees. And there is so much in God's heart for us. Practically speaking, this house cannot contain the measure that God intends. So um, I know when we moved here, we you know we we started having services here. The first part of August, I think our first service was August fourth or fifth. Someone probably knows uh, somewhere in there. But we never, when we bought the house, which I. uh, believe was in May Um, we bought the house we never saw the house as like this is where we're gonna have our Sunday services uh, that was never our intention. In fact, God just gave us so much vision for what could happen here. We definitely knew we would be needing space for, for my office, kind of the official church office and, and things. We uh, we knew that it would give us an opportunity to have uh, our our plan at that time. We were seeing like finding a temporary space where we would have our Sunday services kind of uh, set up, tear down kind of environment. And then this house would be our, our place of, Of gathering during the midweek, like we'd be able to get together uh, throughout the week, and um, we still have that in mind. In fact, um, we are um, there's there's more vision for what will happen here in this house after we are not here anymore (laughs) on Sundays, (laughs) because there's some things that we actually just can't do while we're doing Sunday here. Um, there's just, I mean, you can't have the right furnishings to set it up for some of the things that we're doing. Um, just, so we're really excited about that. We'll, I'll probably talk a little bit more about that in, in a minute, but um, so we are beginning to make plans to secure space that will be able to contain the vision that God has for us. Um, we've, uh, we've formed a team uh, of Thrive board members uh, that is looking for a, a location for us for Sunday mornings. Um, yeah I think it's really exciting Um, and I'm not really saying this but I I am saying this but I haven't really said it so I'm trying to make it clear God turned my heart I was like I was like years away from this uh, on September 11th but when I I, I began to press into what does God have for us in this season of, of Uh, of of thrive he 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 flipped a switch inside of me he healed something that was broken perhaps Uh, i don't know exactly all how you could describe it all those ways and probably lots of others but um i wasn't prepared for this i felt like i said i'd kind of been tired and exhausted but god fix something in me and it was that day uh, I remember sitting actually we were right in here in this room Angie and I by ourselves we had some, It has a whole different arrangement we had chairs out here and we were um drinking water and <laughs> and seeking the Lord and um we were um just praying into some different things about the vision and where we wanted to, to go. We were also seeking him about our family and some different things. But uh, I remember sitting right there and uh, the Lord just kind of opening my eyes and I was seeing what he was saying for just a moment. Um, and it was not so much a picture as it was an idea. Um, it's actually how God speaks to me more than more than any other way. Um, <clears throat> I do see pictures sometimes, but a lot of times I just I, I just get these ideas, and I know that He's on them. Um, but anyway, what I began to see in my spirit um, was, uh, you know, the whole calling to be the house of encounter part of that is that every we believe this that it's impossible to come into our environment without encountering God so that means if you're four years old and you come into our environment you ought to encounter God if you're 64 or 84 or 94, if you come into our environment, we ought to have a way of meet, meeting um, you and, and bringing you opportunity to encounter God at every uh, every age. And that was when we started, uh, we got the, the plans to start renovating the garage uh, out here to make space for our kids' ministries. Because at that time, our kids were spending the whole service kind of not engaged, kind of not interested, hanging out in the back room, coloring. Uh, I'm like, I love coloring. I love artistic people, but that's not the same thing as encountering God. And so we just, I just realized, like, if that's what we're called to do, we have to make room for these other, other ways that people need to encounter God. So that was kind of the beginning of God showing me what needs to happen. And um, all of a sudden, and I, actually, it was so funny, because we met that night, uh, September 12th. That night was a Wednesday, and that's when our, our core leadership team meets on a weekly basis. So <clears throat> we got the team together that night, and I was sharing with them um, all that God had been speaking to us throughout the day. <clears throat> and um, sorry, I'm kind of scratchy. I'm going to get some water here. I was sharing with them just what God had been speaking throughout the day. And, um, I actually was feeling like almost apologetic. Like I know that we have been working really hard to get this house functioning well and for our services. But guys, what do you think about, (laughs) and I kind of launched the idea of like finding another space and, and, um, um, Helen, in her normal way of responding prophetically, said, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> it was like we knew all of us were ready for it, and, uh, um, and uh, in fact, I've had several people of, of the congregation ask, like, "Hey, when we moved here, you kind of said it was temporary. What are your thoughts?" You know. <laughs> So I think that God is making all of us ready. Um, what we're looking for, um, there's a team that's been formed uh, uh, as from the board members. Uh, someday I'll introduce them. There's a lot of them not here today, so I'm going to skip that for now. Um, but where we are looking, we are looking in the Puyallup Valley. Uh, that includes the East part of the valley as as well as the west part that's actually something that shifted in my heart uh it's like i I, when we when we were looking for space before we bought this house i was convinced that west was where we needed to be west of meridian um I don't feel that same thing now that we're looking for something else. So I don't know where it's, where it's going to be, but we're looking for something that's large enough to adequately house the vision. Uh, we're, we're kind of imagining that right now, um, at, uh, 75 to 150 people, uh, in the sanctuary space. Like if we're can if we're going to fit that, we're kind of thinking the sanctuary space being approximately 2000 square feet. um, Uh, We're looking for a place that's accessible for all, ADA compliant, you know, Uh, things like that. Parking that's uh, bad. I mean, this. uh, honestly, I haven't gotten any complaints from the neighbors uh, about parking here on Sunday mornings, um, which I'm really glad about. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, we, we want a parking facility that's a little bit uh, more effective for what we're looking for. Um, and then a main thing that I had mentioned is uh, that we want our children's ministry spaces to be really uh, not just adequate, but super effective. Um, we're looking for two nursery rooms. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Our, our nursery ages are, you know, from birth to through 4 years old but it's through is it through 5 now up to i thought it was okay maybe i'm wrong uh, either way just think for a second that you know what's the difference between somebody who's crawling a little, a little you know 11 month baby what what are, what is that what are the needs for the baby versus what are the needs for an active four- or five-year-old in the nursery? You get that that's a huge difference, right? So it's like we need to have the capacity to minister and care for both and not not just like care for them by providing a snack and loving environment, which we definitely want all of that. I mean, snacks are really important. Especially for kids, but um, we also want to to bring uh, even into our nursery the opportunity for encounter. I mean, I don't know what that looks like exactly for the eleven month old. You know, I, I, I'm not sure, but we do have some vision for what it looks like for those that age as they're growing. Um, opportunity to know to know Jesus and to interact with the Holy Spirit, even at their young age. So that's something that's really important uh, to us we've never never believed in a junior Holy Spirit like they only get the junior kind, their prophetic words are really cute and sweet but they don't really mean as much no, that's not how that's not what we believe Um, so uh, we're looking for two nursery rooms uh, and we're also looking for two kids church rooms so we can split that age group because the other, the kids church ages are 6 through 12, is that right? that's what I thought okay so anyway we're talking about that span of age just again think about somebody who's five or six versus someone who's 10 11 12 pretty massive different in what their their needs are and how and how effective we can be administering to them so we're looking for those things also um, it would be really cool if we had a youth room not I'm not certain that's necessary for a Sunday morning location but it would be bonus right that'd be cool um, <clears throat> obviously we want um, adequate restroom facilities right even here with the group that we've had here how many of you like gone to check the bathroom and it's locked like you know it's just me oh my gosh no i mean it's just one little room down here and of course yeah you can use the one upstairs but it's a little bit you know not perfect so we want adequate restroom facilities um and, and the place that we're looking for may not really be our final facility, um, but it is definitely the next step of growing into God's plans for us. Amen. Uh, it's a great question. I don't know. Uh, that would be a, another bonus. It's not something that's a requirement. Uh, you stretch out your faith, lady. Um, I'm not requiring that as a part of what we're looking for simply because we actually still have this house that makes a great place for fellowship and gatherings and food. And, and just the warmth and coziness of this home environment is so cool. So uh, if we get both, I'll take it. But um, it's it's not necessarily, uh, at least on my list of requirements. Um, apparently, it's on Monique's. So, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I I totally agree with you. It would be very cool, especially as we grow. To you know, you, you know, if we have a hundred to 150 people a part of what we're doing, it would still be very hard to do that here unless we were using outside, inside, upside. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, for larger gatherings, we would that would be totally ideal. Um, But one of the questions might be for you guys, like, what about the house? I need to wrap it up here. We need to get towards our finish line. But um, the season of doing church here in the Thrive Ministry Center, uh, you know, I mentioned that that's never what we purchased the place for. Uh, We intended it all along to be temporary. Um, Some things that we've envisioned this house being um, after we're Gone when once we have found a new place, we still feel like it's going to be a, a place for healing ministry. Um, sozo ministry which is an inner healing ministry if you're not familiar with the term sozo um we don't currently have an active sozo ministry going on but we do have some members who are uh, trained far as actually uh, a trained sozo minister and um we we really see that being a part of our future um so we're going to be moving forward with that too but um Here would be where something like that would happen, where you have, if you have a Sozo appointment or a Healing Rooms appointment, uh, prophetic ministry. We really want to see the opportunity to to come and get a prophetic word. You know, kind of the picture of almost like a prophetic booth. Uh, Maybe there'd be more than one at the the same time in the house. But prophetic stuff is really something that's part of our heart. Um, Obviously, small groups and family celebrations, just uh, the church family here. doing barbecues and uh having amazing food we're actually looking f- looking forward to some of that during the holidays we'll see how that all turns out but um, um we, we see this being a training center uh, obviously a place for uh we could bring small groups and do some training and preparation and, and equipping for for small groups uh, i see it being a lot of ministry to individuals couples um uh, we've one of the words that we got from the Lord when we first bought the house was that it was going to be a place of unconventional ministry. So I think there are some ideas that I couldn't even probably come up with. Um, uh, I know at one point we were thinking of like um, doing healing ministry through. Massage, or uh, you know, just kind of exploring like what can we partner with the supernatural um, and the presence of God and people's real needs? You know, well, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what's gonna look like, but there's an opportunity for all kinds of unconventional uh, ministry, especially in smaller segments, smaller groups. Of people, I know Angie and I have it in our heart to um, to make special uh, opportunities to to gather here with our family and yours, like one uh, uh, or two other families, just for uh, food and fellowship, but also some one on one ministry uh, with us, just kind of connecting with us at a different level. So that's definitely something that's in our heart um, too. So. Like I I mentioned, a lot of that can't happen while we're doing Sunday here. Cause we don't have the ability to set up the spaces the way that we really want to, uh, to make some of those ministries effective. So, um, we've invested a lot of time and money, um, and energy in renovating the house here and making it beautiful. Um, I love this, the way the house turned out. I'm I'm thrilled with, I love coming to work here all throughout the week and, and working out of my office and, um, It's just such a a wonderful place. The presence of God greets me when I show up just for work. So um, that's really cool. Um, But even the things that we've done, the money we've spent, the uh, the things that we've renovated, even like the most recent thing with the garage, I see that being a really cool space that we can use for a lot of different things uh, moving forward, Uh, even once our kids' ministries is housed with us at another location. So um, we we are looking at that. Uh, kind of being done with the thought that uh, we'll use the house in some different ways in the future. All right. I am approaching the end here. Um, you, might, um, you might be asking, and I hope you are, what's my part? <laughs> How can I be a part of this? Um, I'm going to give you three things that you can do. Um, number one, get hungry for God. If you're not hungry for God, start with, with like, God, I I want to be hungry. Start somewhere that's going to lead you towards hunger uh, with him. Stirring up a relationship with him. um, Stirring up supernatural... Giftings, release of your your the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, stir up hunger. Connect with his with his presence. Uh, I would I would ask that you guys press into that in your daily life. Like not just like wait till Sunday to get your presence of God fixed, but you actually go after him on a regular basis. Get hungry for God. That's actually that's that's something that it, it won't happen. Uh, how many of you realize that it would be a real weird situation if you only ate once? a week. Like I only eat once on, you know, on Sunday mornings. That's bizarre, right? You might be fasting. So once in a while that might be normal, but normally you're going to eat much more regularly than once a week. So in your, in your, in your personal walk with God, don't, don't expect that Sunday is the only time that he wants to feed you. I hope that you feel fed and encouraged and and stirred up here when you're here. But uh, don't leave it there. If you need tools for how to do that, come and see me. I'm, I'll, I'll hook you up. But um, get hungry for God. That's number one. Number two, get healthy. We've talked about all these already. But um, cultivate quality soil in your life, the, the soil of your soul, uh, soil of intimacy, uh, soil of serving, Soil of community, those, those last three, their intimacy, serving and community. I'm probably going to be speaking on those in the coming weeks. But, um, those, if we press into intimacy with God, if we press into serving, let me just say about serving for a minute, you grow when you give. It's not just about who receives from you when you give, when you give, you grow, right? So we want to see you grow. So part of seeing you grow is about seeing you serve. We're not, we're not trying to uh, con you into doing things for the church. Uh, We, we need some things done, but mostly what we're looking for is wanting to see you grow. We might make some ways for you to serve just so that you can grow. (laughs) We'll build something. I don't know. We'll do something, so that you can grow. We want that for each of us. Um, And in the soil of community, uh, when we do life with others, um, it gives us the ability to grow. Um, And then the third thing, so get hungry, get healthy. Number three is get ready. Get poised for your work of ministry. God wants to use you to reach people that nobody else can reach. He's already put people on your heart. People groups put. Uh, maybe it's a, a, a demographic of people. Maybe it's a heart for uh, a nation, um, a different culture, perhaps. Um, don't wait till God sends you to the mission field before you get ready. Right? <laughs> you don't want to show up on the mission field and go, "Okay, now it's time to get ready." You want to do that now, right? And um, so I think these are the three things I'm talking about. Get poised for your ministry. Um, the, the scripture teaches that the that the fivefold ministry, uh, apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, teachers, those are given for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry that means it's the saints who have the work of ministry the fivefold people they do too so they're included in the saints but we all have a work that we're called to what does that look like i'm going to close using the scripture here i read this scripture last week it's from the message translation it's second corinthians 4 verses 16 through 18 um uh, I put this here in my message because it's the first scripture I reference and I'm making an official message <laughs> just a joke all right <laughs> second corinthians four sixteen through 18 the message version so we're not giving up how could we I'll uh, get that spirit in that question just how could we Could never give up. Get that in your spirit. Uh, Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Uh, Just as I'm going to stop right there. um, um, On the inside where God is making new life, uh, just declare this over yourself. Say, uh, on the inside, God is making new life. New There's new life happening on the inside. Yeah, God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Not one day. There can be lots of days that go by that we don't notice what God's up to. Right? But God's intention is that we partner with him and we do life with him, living from the presence. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Uh, These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye the things that we see now are here today gone tomorrow but the things we can't see now will last forever i just want to just just uh just release an infusion of hope over our future uh over who we're called to be that we're actually made to work we're, we're called to bring transformation in our city we're not a the big church down the street or the other street. There's lots of other churches in our city and I, I thank God for each and every one of them. But we're called to bring something absolutely unique, something that that, that displays the presence and the power of God. And that's not to say that other churches might not do some of that too. But I'm, I'm absolutely after a place of encounter where people will come because they know they're going to hear from God. They're going to be touched by his presence. They're going to be stirred uh, in their life. They're going to be healed up and made whole. Um, and they're going to be sent out to the things that they've been made for. They're going to connect with their purpose. Um, I love it that other churches may be doing some of that or all of that. But I know that God has a peace in our city, in our region for us. So I want to stir up hope. There's more here than meets the eye. Right? Yeah. Jesus, I, I just ask right now that you would stir our hearts for what you're doing, what you're about to birth in us, what you're about to lead us into. We uh, we just uh, we activate right now that season of growth in the Spirit, God, that we just begin to, to see that we begin to see the accelerated season of growth that you've prophesied over us. That you that you see, Lord, all the things that we can't see yet, but that you see, Lord. I just speak to those things, and I just I just uh, I just speak to them to be germinated in the. Soil to begin to grow forth; that there would be that there would be growth. That would begin to burst forth from the seed that's that's in the ground, uh, that's that's breaking up, and it's beginning to produce life. Lord, we just speak that right here in Jesus' name, because we believe, Lord, that things are always bigger um, in, the, in your heart and your intention for us than what we see right now. And we thank you, God, for your goodness and the fact that we get to do it all with you. We love you, Lord. God, I pray for specific encounters for each and every member of Thrive. Things that touch the deep parts of their hearts, God. Things that go into areas, God, that that need that need to be adjusted. Things, that, things in our lives, God, that we won't be able to be effective with where we're going. God, heal those up. God, get us whole. And God, prepare us for the amazing harvest that you want to bring in our city. And we thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Wow. I I went a little bit...